What's up guys? Wanted to give you some quick Shotgun House Coffee Roasters news. We're getting brand new coffees in, uh, about six or seven different origins in. This week we'll be roasting those Monday and Tuesday, dialing those in, and we should have those available for retail probably Tuesday or Wednesday, so come by the shop if you've been itching to get some new coffees. We'll have our Columbia Tamana Top Lot that we've been having for a couple of months now, but we're also going to have a new Zambia Black Honey Processed Coffee, which I'm really, really looking forward to, along with a Burundi Masinga Hill Top Lot Coffee. So yeah, come by the shop if you're looking to get some new coffees. Thanks guys. What's up guys? It's Eddie Laughlin, co-founder of Shotgun House Coffee Roasters, and you're listening to Building Something Out of Nothing, a small business podcast right here in San Antonio. Today's guests are Saul Ramos and Joe Melick, founder of the incredibly popular 2M Smokehouse in San Antonio. I chat with the longtime friends about how they turned a small-time pop-up barbecue venture into the destination barbecue spot it is today. We talk about how they bootstrapped the business from the ground up, pro tips for visiting the restaurant, and the surreal feeling of being named one of Texas Monthly's top 50 barbecue joints in Texas within its first six months of business. Enjoy. Cool. So I'm sitting here with uh, native San Antonians Isao Ramos and Joe Melig. They're the owners of 2M Smokehouse, one of the most, if not the most popular barbecue restaurant in San Antonio. Kind of moved <laughs> around to the scene 2016. Isao, will you just kind of walk me around the, the space? You know, it's about an hour before y'all open, so it's the calm before the storm type thing. We were talking about how y'all pretty much built everything from the bar to the tables to the little bar to sit at to... I mean, pretty much everything here you kind of bootstrapped from where we could find parts and where we can find equipment and things like that. And, right. I, you know, I think that's really interesting to people. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about that process. Yeah, yeah. First of all, good morning, Eddie. Nice to meet you, man. It's been a, it's been an awesome journey. But in the beginning, and still, it's still to this day, man, it's still tough. Like, it's still an uphill battle every day. But in the beginning, obviously, we, um, you know, we don't, we don't come from a lot of money and things like that. So you kind of just make it work with what it is that you have. Uh, luckily, me and Joe had always talked about it since we were younger. During our high school days, I, I kind of started this when I was like 15, 16. So we kind of knew what the ultimate goal was one day. So we, we always kind of just stashed some cash aside. Okay. And I think when we... Um, when we were finally ready to open this up, you know, we had, we, he put what he had saved, I put what I had saved, which wasn't, it wasn't anything crazy, man, don't, for people that are listening, don't think it's, right, right. you know, I don't want them to think that you right. need so much to get a place going, but you do need something, and we had some cash, and, you know, that only goes so far, so it's kind of like, we had to make it, we had to make things happen, uh, Joe built all of these tables at his job at the time that he had, he welded them all, and then we kind of just, you know, gloss them, gloss the tops up, all of the tin that you see around the restaurant. We had to, you know, jazz up the walls and things like that, make it look cool. My father-in-law came in. He did a lot of the countertops. We built a lot of bars, uh, built some tables outside. We did the restrooms. We did plumbing. We did electrical work. We did carpentry. Uh, yes, you do. Yeah, you kind of turn everything. Yeah, yeah, and and you, you, just have and, to, and yeah. you have to. You have yeah, to. You know, choice. it's um, it's how bad you want it. And y'all are very similar to us. We were the exact same way. We had some savings. Uh, for the first shop and same thing for the second shop but you know even for and we kind of so this was a Mexican restaurant right before yes. y'all so you had probably a, li- a few things set up like for a restaurant right uh, which was ready nice to go, which was the same thing with our South Florida shop it was a pastry before that there were three compartment sinks in there and stuff like that and from doing the first one I knew that cost thousands of dollars right. just to get that yes. stuff installed and all that so yeah you look for things that are going to benefit you a little bit and we'll get back into the whole built out of this yeah, place yeah, that's sure. really yeah. interesting but so you saw you, you worked in at La Barbecue in Austin 
uh, yes. on, on the Waller location after they moved from South First to Waller. Is that correct? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, I was there for two years. I went in there. Uh, John Lewis was the head cook at the time, and then I went in there as his apprentice. Yeah, and then after that, I just pretty much took over the cooking and things like that. So you were the pit master there. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, well, John, John was still there, but John was uh, uh, he moved to um, South Carolina, to, okay. to Charleston. Okay. So he was he was on that, uh, and I mean, so he needed someone to kind of take the reins. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, kind of helped him start figuring all that stuff out and things like that, and then it, and then it helped me start to develop uh, a name for myself. So, so it's nice to have that experience under an experienced pitmaster like that uh, at a popular place. But you said you've been planning this and you all been discussing it since you were like 15. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you had always been into barbecue. This always. was just a, a good stepping stone. It was just, yeah. right. When I was about 15, that's when I kind of started. Me and Joe didn't know each other. Um, we met in like high school. 16, 17? Yeah, it was probably, 18, yeah, 18, 18, 17, 18. Like junior, junior year high school. Yeah. So I already knew I kind of wanted this. And then when I met Joe, um, his his dad was really big into barbecuing. And so then Joe, Joe was also big into barbecuing. So okay. we kind of just knew from that point. And then after that, we graduated and time went on. It was always in the back of our minds. Uh, I would always be barbecuing every weekend. I'd go to Joe's house. We'd use this big pit. You know, we'd have these little these little dinners and stuff. We'd invite a bunch of friends over and things like that. Just on the weekends, you know. Just hang out. Just, just an excuse hang to hang out. out, and then it's an excuse for us to be able That's to keep honing it's, our skills. It's interesting to be wanting to do this specific thing. Because how, how old are you guys now? Uh, I'm 34. 32. Okay, so for damn near 20 years y'all yeah. had a plan to do this and that's that's really interesting that it finally like came yeah. to fruition all those years later you came back to san antonio uh, yes after after living in austin for a little bit yes so um i was uh, i was actually a bus driver here for via uh for the city of san antonio and um lost lost that job and i was like shit man what the hell am i gonna do yep i said fuck it why not why not go do what it is that i've always wanted to do so i applied it a couple barbecue joints here in town. I even applied at Rudy's. They all said no. So I was like, eh, whatever. And yeah. then, so I went to Austin. I applied at some places there. They said no. And then I went to La Barbecue. And by that time, I kind of had talked to John like once or twice. Because you've been there. Right. Just, right. Yeah. Because I've been there. So when I talked to John, I was like, hey, man, like I'm looking for a job. And he was like, well, you live in San Antonio. And I was like, well, you, you don't have to worry about that. I got to right. worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry. I'll and, handle it. And he was like, well, no, I'm not looking for anybody right now. And I was like, shit. So I went home. And then like a week went by. I was a. Uh, I was uh, I was at home, and then I got a phone call. John called me, and he was like, hey, man, are you still interested in working here? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, it's for a different position. Because the position I was applying for was to be inside of the trailer, to okay. be one of the prep guys. Yeah. Because I didn't care. I just wanted to get my foot in the door. And um, But he called me, and he was like, hey, man, my uh, my head cook is leaving. He's Damn. like, you want that job? And I was like, absolutely. And he was like, when can you start? And I was like, when do you need me? And he said, well, come in on, uh, I think it was on Thursday, Wednesday? Wednesday. He was like, come in on Wednesday. It was uh, Valentine's Day that day, I remember. It was February 14th. And I went in 2014. Okay. 2014. And then I started that day. And then after that, they gave me a couple days off, and then I started. That's crazy. Full week. So it's a lesson to a lot of people listening. Put out, there might not be a job available at the time, but put out those feelers at the places you want to work, yes. man. And I'm telling you, they're always, you know, if you're on the bench, there's always a time that you know, always, yes, man. So exactly. something's going to happen eventually, and just be ready. And so it seemed like you were ready and ready to go. Yeah, man, I've, I've always been a, I've always been a uh, there's no plan B kind of guy. Because when you have a plan B, you slack on your plan mm-hmm. A. So for me, it's like I have to make things happen because there, no, there is no backup plan for me. You know, and and it's nice. I think that's what's that's what's helped drive us to where we're at today. Is yeah. that you know we just we just keep grinding. Just keep your head down. Just keep grinding. That's what I've been doing. 
so it's been pretty cool. So you worked for at La Barbecue for about two years. About two years. And you were, were you commuting the entire time? Yeah. So for the first year, I commuted, and then after that, uh, I found me a pretty cool little rental home. Um, and then the last year, I had a little. Okay, cool. And then you so you stopped that, came back to San Antonio. Yes. Um, um, and at that point, you were kind of thinking, I'm going to open up a spot. That's what I want to yeah, do next. Yeah, yeah. So when I, when, when I knew I was going to leave the barbecue, I was ready. Because since, since the day I started there, I told him, I was like, hey, just so you guys know, like yeah. one day I want to own my own thing. There you go. Um, so when I was leaving, I, I always knew, like, this is what's going to happen. So I left. When I left the barbecue, I went, um, I went on a couple of trips. I went to, I went to the Carolinas. I went to Utah and then I went to Mexico. I learned I learned some cool stuff. Learned some stuff on pork, whole hogs. Uh, got to cook on some cool, on some different on some different pits that I've never cooked on before. So I got to learn that. And then I got to go to Mexico and I got to learn a bunch of cool things that I've wow. been that I've had been wanting to learn. Um, so that was really really cool. And then came back, called up Joe and was like, "All right, man, let's." Let's try and make this happen. Let's try and do something. And but Joe, before Joe we said, ended up, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe was on board. Um, I think the scary thing for Joe that a lot of people uh, could relate to is that you know it's 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 Joe had a really good job. Yep. He had two da- He has two daughters. Yep. He has a wife. Um, I was not married. I do not have kids. A lot more risk when you have a family. <sighs> All yeah, the man. risk, bro. Yeah. All yeah. the risk. So for me to tell him, hey man, leave your cushy job, leave your leave your insurance. And uh, let's take a gamble on this. But you seem like, I mean, you sound like you were pretty confident from the get-go. Is this because of the knowledge you had? Or were you, yeah. was there nervousness involved? Or did you there's, just say, there's, I'm going to... There's always been nervousness. But it's like, I remember one time, Joe was like, dude, how do you think this is going to work out? And I said, this is going to work out just fine. There you go. And he was like... Um, you and I are similar in that way. Yeah. And yeah. He, he, he was just like, well, what if it doesn't? And I was like, well, it's, it's, it's going to. Like, it has to. Um, I had I had enough belief in myself, in my abilities, and in the fact that I, for two years, I tried to build a name for myself. I was about to say you had a you had a name for yourself. Now you had the knowledge and the expertise. So it was just a matter of packaging that up and putting it right. in your own into exactly. your own project. And, and that's what I try to tell people that like one is just start a barbecue restaurants just on a whim, or it's like well I've been I've been doing this for years and I love it and blah 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 blah. And it's like cool man, but you're just about to leave your job. Right. To follow a dream, and I don't want to tell you not to follow your dreams. No one ever told me to not follow my dreams, but and even if they did, I wouldn't care. But the problem is, is that I went, I went about it just a little different way. You know what I mean? I didn't just risk everything on, on hoping that I'm going to make it. And that's that's what's tough for people, I think. So it's like I always tell people, look, man, if if you can if you can keep your job and just kind of have things on the weekends and build your name, Definitely. and then go from there, and then start seeing that it's going to revenue something. That's cool. And the idea is don't – it's good to have a dream and, mm-hmm. and, and a goal to do this thing, but don't start something just because you want to live a certain type of lifestyle exactly. where you don't have to have a job. And that it ain't, it, that's, that's not the way to go about it. No. You've got to pre- prepare have and to save the money and get the experience. I mean, you got to do certain things in order to I mean, make for it us, successful. Look, man, the, day, the night before we opened, uh, me and Joe were sitting in, sitting in the kitchen. And Joe was just like going over numbers because that's his side, right? So Joe handles all of the numbers, all the financial side of to him, and then I handle all. That's of good. The, it's a good partnership. Yes, and then we both stay in our lane, so it's it's really nice, man. It just works out really well. I mean, yeah, you know, you have your you have your occasional bump in the heads and stuff. That's oh, always going to happen. Yeah. But um, I trust him. So at the end of the day, to me, that's that means more 
Because I remember the beginning, people would be like, well, why do you why do you want to have a partner? Like, why do you need them? You know, why do you want a partner? And I'm like, because I don't want to handle all the both on my own, one. And two, I need somebody that I trust more than anything. Absolutely. And that's his dude. I think trust is more important than almost anything Than else. anything, man. It's nice that your, your skill sets complement each other. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, but, but if there was no trust but there, there no trust, then it's and like... I, I've also read, read and talked to different entrepreneurs that are just like, dude... If you're trying to do all of it by yourself, you're fucking you're going to go crazy. Yes, man. You're going to go you're going to burn lot, out, dude. dude. It's good. you can't do it all. It's a lot, man. Uh, if I had to do what I do and what Joe does, yeah. That would be insane. You go you go crazy. crazy I, I would, man. Bro. Absolutely. My my girlfriend's the financial side of our business and nice. uh, so yeah, it's a very similar kind of ebb and flow. Nice, man. Um, so once you decide that you got Joe on board, mm-hmm. you, you know, y'all said let's let's do this. You had a little bit of money saved up. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got on your little barbecue tour, yeah. uh, the Carolina, the Mexico, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Got some experience. What was kind of the next step? Did y'all want investors, or were you going to kind of try to bootstrap it? You needed to find a location, yeah. um, do so, a build out, and how all that. So we had happen? a plan in the beginning, right? It's pretty. We had we had looked like we had like looked around, called up different like properties that were for lease and stuff like that and like nobody wanted to give us a shot right so yep. we had kind of no tried way. we had tried that route and they were like well how many years have I been in business we're a startup what's your plan what's your plan yeah, we, to open up you know I mean and I was there, like, there, the there, there's all those things going on so we were in a, you know it's like a blessing in disguise in a sense we we're kind of forced to do it on our own which yeah. turned out to be the best thing that could yeah. happen for us at that time at that time like I was saying man timing yeah. yeah it's just like everything yeah. just kind so, of aligned perfectly yeah, so then um, after that, we kind of just went back to the drawing board, and then um, East Wool actually did a lot of hunting, and he uh, found this place on Craigslist of all places. Well, before that, before that, um, we had a plan. So Joe was going to church at this place called Lytle, yeah. this okay. little town called Lytle. Yeah. Um, it's about 45 minutes from here. Right. Yeah, 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 45 minutes. And um, he was going to this church, and the church had this, this section in the back, which was like a full kitchen. Okay. Right? It was exactly like this, dude. <laughs> it's the exact, exact same layout. Almost, which was pretty cool. So uh, we were like, well, what if we just do pop-ups there on Saturdays? Awesome. Right? And then we could generate some cash that way. So then we did one, and city shut us down after that. Uh, yep. And then we were like, oh, shit. So then they were like, yeah, no, you can't do pop-ups well, over here. Well, profit, how did they, they find out so quickly? Cause Cause little, little little town. Yeah. Stuff, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was like a. So we You're doing a, a profit at a nonprofit or something like that. And right. Whatever. You know, we don't want to give the church a hard time. They're trying to help us for, out. For so. sure. Yeah. 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 Like, so no, we were man. like, so yeah, we were cool, like man. forget it. We'll, we'll figure it out. And then, and then I guess that's when. So then I got on Craigslist. That's when you got on Craigslist. And I was just looking, man. And then I found this place, and the guy wanted to sell it. He didn't. He didn't want to rent it. He was done renting. I came over here. I looked at it. I remember I came over here with my cousin. We were walking around, and I was like. I was like, this is it, man. Like, this is this is the place. perfect like, size. Perfect yes, because I was like, this dude, is it's manageable. Like right yeah, it's good. Like we can make it work. I like the restrooms. I like the feel of it. Like we have a, we have a bunch of room in the back. There's no neighbors. Like it's nice. And then, um, but I was like, man, I gotta convince this guy to yeah rent it to me. Yeah, wanna, that's, you know, the, that's the hard part. So far. So then I just started talking to him, man, and um, I just told him, you know, who I am, what me and Joe are all about, um, what we want to do, you know, all that good stuff, and he was like. Okay. He said, okay. And then I all, we also told him, dude, if we can, right. if, in one year, if we can buy this place, we'll buy it. I go, if not, then, then you, can, you can take us out. Back to the drawing board. Wow. Back, back to the wow. drawing board we go. 
So he was so, like, I'll give you this chance. Yeah, type yeah, thing. yeah. Make, so make, make, good like, on, make good on it. You have a year to do it, basically. Yeah. And, um, and he, was, he, was, he was a really good landlord, man. Yeah, he's really like, awesome. He never went up on the price. Like, he saw what was happening. He was never so hassled happy. us. Never Never once hassled us. He didn't care, man. Yeah. Only stipulation was like, don't ask me to fix anything. Don't ask me to fix anything. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was it. There you go. He was yeah. like, I'm not fixing nothing. So that's what he was tired of being a landlord. He was tired yeah, because of that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And so I was like, all right, fine. And and sure enough, man. We were we were able to purchase this place within a year. Wow! And, and so we the did. Plan, the plan worked. The plan it worked. worked. I mean, I mean, we mind you, dude. We like. Yeah. It. We we give everything to this place. That's awesome. Man. Like, like yeah. you know, me and Joe make some money and stuff, but it's sure, not sure. like it's not what people think or anything like that. Like like we give everything back to this place because we feel that that's what it takes. Yeah, man. And that is what it takes for the first several years at the very least. For sure. Um, so, yeah, so you got the, the opportunity with the location. So then it was time to get to work and yeah. start. You had to add the, the pit. The, yeah. And then you had to set the place up to where it can be servable to guests and exactly. get your CFO and all that stuff. And yep. obviously a lot of work to be done. Not a ton of money to hire people. So you kind of just did it right. yourselves. Uh, so how long did that process take until you were finally ready to open? It was like, what, like it was about eight months. It's about eight like months. Six or eight months for sure. So he gave us the first two months for free, Dude. and you blow through that. Man. Oh yeah, dude. like you think it's enough time, yeah. and it's not. Yeah, yeah. you're still like, trying to figure everything out. And then yeah. you're yeah. Plan, yeah. Like, like the like, plan oh, that you had gone. doesn't yeah. work, and, and yeah, well, because 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 we were like, okay, we have a timeline, two months, and yeah. then after that we got to start paying rent. Yeah, and then so so then we brought the pop ups to here. Okay, so every Saturday we would do um we would do a pop up. And that's how we were. And was, word, we was were. word getting out on those pop ups? Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah slowly, yeah. slowly, slowly. Word was starting so, getting social out. Social media, and then word of mouth. And yeah. Then people that had gone to the first pop up in Lytle, they showed up over here again. That's awesome. They man. Were it's really cool to be able to build that following while it you're was, awaiting your open up. Your yeah. Brick and and I think we started off with like one case of brisket. And we yeah. Did like one yeah, case of like five briskets. Five briskets. We used to cook five briskets for the pop ups. And then Eastwood um, slowly started introducing like pork ribs and slowly. Yeah, yeah. So, so when we first did the pop up, it was just brisket and sausage. And, and pulled pork. Pulled pork, I think. That was, that was it. And like one or one two sides. Okay. Turkey came um, later. Yeah, and then turkey came later, pork ribs came later. Okay. And I still didn't know how I wanted my pork ribs to go and how they, how I wanted them to be. I didn't have barbecue yeah. sauce yet. Sides, sides were sides were a mess. Like everything, man. Yeah, and, uh, it was and just trial and error, just man. Like, I was like, all right, we're going to have a small menu. Like, this is what I'm really comfortable with making right now. Like, that's all we're going to make. And then from there, I was like, all right, man, now I'm going to introduce some pork ribs to the menu. We'll see how that goes and whatever, whatever. And I think we did pop-ups for, man, for a good while. A good dude. while. And then, then we ran through our permits. We didn't have any more permits to do the pop-ups. And it was like yeah. back to – so all the money that we're making during the pop-ups, we're just covering food costs and then rolling that into the restaurant. That's pretty much all yeah, it was. We, were doing. Like, yep. we, like we still weren't getting paid for It was just fundraising for the – Yeah, 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 yeah. We weren't pocketing nothing, yeah. man. Like, if if it was anything, just, like we'd go out to eat to say thank you to everybody it. that would oh, help yeah. us out, you know, because yeah. like our, our, you know, Isol's uh, fiancé and my wife, like they were very involved and our families were very involved and our, you know, friends – so, like, we'd have a little bit of money and be like, all right, like, let's just go out to eat or something, a nice little thank you to everybody. Okay. And for the most part, everything was rolling right back into the restaurant, covering the food costs, and we just keep rolling that so way. So, y'all would just fix in as the months would go by. You exactly. Yeah, months would go exactly. by, and, like, we try to put aside what we had for rent because we knew it was coming, so we put that aside, and then what could we fix here and there and all that kind of thing. So, we just kept doing that with the money. And, yeah, and he just kept messing with recipes, and he'd introduce new stuff. I think, like, one of the last things was turkey and pork ribs, I think. Yeah, one of the last things was, like, turkey, pork ribs, and macaroni. Yeah. Like, by the time it was, by the time the permits ran out, we pretty much had the menu pretty much down. Yeah, yeah, we already had a menu down. We knew what we wanted to do, and then after that was just executing it. And, okay. um, and, then, and then, of course, we needed a kitchen. 
Right. So then we went back to Craigslist and we found some pretty good deals actually at the time. We found, yeah, man, we found a whole bundle. Uh, this Mexican joint had closed down in Addison Lytle. Yeah, actually, back out and we went back to Lytle again. And uh, uh, we got we got our double our, our double door fridge. Um, some we got parts. Uh, four burner uh, uh, stovetop that go. only two burners worked on. You know yeah. how that works. Yep. Uh, a toaster oven that we used to cook our macaroni in. Um, it was crazy. We used to cook our macaroni in this toaster oven, and it wouldn't close all the way. Right. So we had to just cook it, and then we had to take it out, and you had to turn it, and then close it back. Because we didn't have an oven. Right. So it was a fucking mess, man. And uh, we had to all of the briskets, like, we had to put meats and produce in the same refrigerator. Oh, yeah. So it was, like, all the meats in the bottom, and, yeah. like, the pork had to be, and you're just like, Jesus, man. And it's like, so it's like the, to almost like the bare minimum. The yeah, bare, yeah, yeah, exactly. Bare yeah. minimum, dude. Exactly. Bare minimum. So then, yeah, man, and that's just how we started. And we opened up, there, and then we green. Yeah, man, we opened up. We December, opened up December fourth, December third, December third. Pouring rain. It's pouring, man. <laughs> started, pouring. There, was, there was a line in the restaurant. There's the roof started leaking right away. The, the line went through. Dude, the roof started. It, it, it was caving in. Oh my god! Right, because there's so much water. I mean, right. this, this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's old. Yeah, it's old. It's an old place. And it was it was caving in. There was people right under it. And I remember, like, we put a bucket there. We were like, hey, uh, hey, folks. <laughs> but there were, keep an eye there, on there. There were people here, though. Yeah, there were oh, people, people here. Yeah. And then we called a friend of ours who's, uh, you know, he has his own company and stuff. So he came out and started working on it during service and in the rain. While it was raining, dude. While it was, was raining, like, it was up there, like, God, what a way to open, it was, man. It was a That's crazy so, way to open, so, man. So and it was funny because somebody in line had said, they were, they were like, uh, you know the old saying, um, if it rains, it's good luck, or something right, like right. that. So we're like, I don't know, I don't feel like good yeah, luck right like, now. Right, man, it seems pretty shitty. <laughs> but uh, So you opened up on December 3rd, December right. 4th, whatever it was. Um, and it, uh, so you had some some fans and a, and a right. small following mm-hmm. from the pop-ups mm-hmm. and things like that, people anticipating the open. Mm-hmm. I know this place is known for kind of lines around the building and you know long wait time and stuff like that. And from what I know, that's pretty much the only place in San Antonio, barbecue-wise, that, that's like that. I could be incorrect. I, I mean, I, you hear I, about it in Austin, with yes, Franklin right. and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I, I didn't I know. I don't know if we're the only ones. I mean, if we are, it's definitely kind of a cult following, it's, especially it's, considering it's really you haven't cool. been open that long. Yeah, right. Which yeah. is really, really interesting to me. Uh, so, w- would you say it was kind of an immediate hit? Did it take a while to get some uh, customers in was, here? And we had. I mean, there's the days. You know, when we first opened up, it was pretty slab. I think. When people started realizing that we sell a lot of food. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those kinda, that, that is a huge that, You know, obviously, and, and I get it. You know, we understand that. When that started happening, because that first month or two, I think we're probably selling out like at 1.30, 2 o'clock. And I mean, you know. And mind you, it was like, it was like, it's like I would tell, because people, people are always like, why would you make more food? Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Well, it's like we don't, you don't, we don't pop shit in, the, in like in a microwave. There's a right? million different reasons. Yeah. And it's like, so in the beginning, like now we don't have room. In the beginning, it's not that we didn't have room; it's that we were like, we we're sure going to grow. Gonna we're going to grow as our as our customer base grows. Right. Because if we just keep making more and having stuff left over, serving garbage, quality is going to suffer. Yeah, low exactly. Quality I mean, stuff. the reason you're popular is because you serve awesome. And I always tell people, handmade. Yeah. I go, I go. We will we'll always pick quality over quantity. That's just the way it's always. Well, plus, great. like we were talking about, when people realize that you might sell out, there's like this sense of urgency to get over here. You know, and so it, it creates a buzz about the place. If they know you're going to have food at 7 p.m., well, then who cares? They'll just wait. Yeah, show whatever we want. So, what what barbecue pit? You said you had to build the pit and all that stuff and get that made. I want to talk about the menu a little bit, but the the barbecue pit itself was made by barbecue legend John Lewis. Y'all call it the Hell Mexicano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So when I was living in Austin at the time. Uh, John, I had I had a I had a truck, 
as a sport truck. And uh, John uh, asked me if I would sell it. And I said, yeah, man. Um, why don't we just do a trade? Like, uh, make a barbecue pit and, you know, we can do a little trade. Uh, so we went, we did, uh, we, we came up with the deal. Me and him came up with the deal. And, um, and yeah, I bought it. He, uh, him and his pops built it for me. It was chilling in, in the house that I was renting in Austin for, yeah, maybe for a good seven months before I trailered it. Well, and then I left the barbecue and then I trailered it back down here. Okay. And then, but yeah, man, uh, he, he built it. That was, that was really cool. And that's what's all happening kind of behind us. Yes. Yeah. So in that, yeah, yeah. In that smokehouse right there, that's, that's where it's at. That's where it resides. That's where all the jazz happens and good stuff. And I know y'all are known for your brisket for sure. Mm -hmm. People are very, and I mean, talk about like melting your mouth, like nice fatty brisket, like really, really nice. But I know people talk about that. They also talk about those big beef ribs, dinosaur mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. beef ribs. Yeah. Only on Saturdays. Okay. So that's only on Saturdays. That's only on Saturdays. Um, yeah, so what are some of the, what's your menu like? What are some of the more popular offerings? Yeah. And, um, yeah, then we'll get into the kind of the process. Yeah, yeah, mac, mac and cheese. Mac and size, cheese. For sure. Side, sidewise, um, mac and cheese is always reigned supreme here. Um, our corn is slowly catching up. It's catching up to it. Okay. Um, our corn's starting to really take off. Uh, and I think just an overall popular side. Which makes beans, me happy. beans is like a good go-to. Beans, beans is always a, go, yeah. a good go-to. Solid um, go-to. Our weakest side is, is the potato salad, I, and that's, pro and that's probably because I despise it. <laughs> so you um, just didn't put the, the love and focus in. I did in the beginning, salad. man, <laughs> and then I couldn't get it back, and I was yeah. so mad. Yeah, that's funny, man. It is, it's the one thing that kicks my ass every day, every yeah, day. Funny. He's always changing. He's always messing with it. <laughs> it He's it always drives, messing with it. It drives me insane. But uh, anyway, and it's funny because people are like, why don't you just do a traditional potato salad? Yeah, you, and can't I'm throw, like, you can't throw it off the menu. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't want to make a traditional potato salad. So, but yeah, um, so that's sides. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, we pickle everything in-house, which is, which is pretty cool. As far as the meats go, yes, brisket does reign supreme here. Um, I would say... But sausage still is about first yeah, every man. day. Sausage okay, is wow. a strong, like... Contender, for sure. Strong contender. Um, or pork serrano sausage uh, Ooh, in yeah, particular. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's definitely the most popular uh, sausage we have. And, we have, and we have it's three. all made in-house. So yeah. you make all that in-house? We, make, in we make all sausage. Yeah. We make everything. In, everything is made in-house except for the bread. That's crazy, man. And then hopefully that's coming too. Yeah, hopefully okay. that'll change eventually. So that's on the. the that's on the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my my wife's the baker. Okay. Um, and then so we just gotta we just gotta get her tweak it and get yeah. a good recipe and that'll be that'll be then everything should be made in house. Everything should be made in house. Um, and uh, but anyways, so sausage sausage is a strong second, man. And um, of course we have we have pulled pork on the menu, which we uh, which we season and then we have this green sauce that we use for it. Super good. We have our turkey. Our turkey, man. To me, the turkey, turkey's my favorite. Right. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's a little sleeper in the menu. Like a lot of people just kind of, you know, look at the turkey. Um, but I think it's really good. That's awesome. Well, I feel like a lot of people haven't had like smoked turkey as right. well, and right. they think they think of Thanksgiving turkey where it's just gonna yeah. be dry. And dry a lot turkey. of people have a bad taste in their mouth about turkey. Yeah, and right. like, dude, it can be done really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I think, I think we do a really good turkey. Um, turkey's good. We got turkey on the menu. We got pork ribs. Pork, the pork ribs are really good. Always good, yeah. Pork, yeah, like pork, pork ribs, ribs is a is a strong player. So as the as the cook, as the guy handling all this meat stuff and all the sides and everything, you're just in charge of the menu pretty much, right? Yeah. So, what's your day look like? Like what you know? How when, when does this stuff start cooking? Yeah, yeah. How so, that work? in the beginning, for like the first year and a half, me and Joe stayed here uh, 24 hours a day. So we would get here <laughs> on Wednesday, yeah, and we would leave on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we would shower here at the restaurant. Yeah. Just so happens, it just so happens that the restaurant had a shower in the back room. Just so happens, so, dude. That's crazy. Man. Um, 
yeah, man. So we lived here for the first year and a half, and that sucked. Back then, I was just cooking throughout the whole day. Right. But then I looked at Joe one day, and we were like, dude. I can't. Because we were running yeah. on four hours in five days. It's not healthy, man. At all. No. So I told Joe, I was like, dude, we're going to fucking die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Joe was like, what What do you want to do? And I told him, I was like, well, give me a minute. Let me figure some shit out. And I came up with a new cooking schedule. And and then Dusty came. Okay. And Dusty changed everything. So Dusty, Dusty. Dusty is my, like, my cook. Like, he is my right-hand fucking right-hand guy. Hell yeah. Like, that dude is, he is. And once you start to rely on someone else, it's like, oh. Why was I doing this all along, dude? Well, it was it was amazing because because um, I had a kid who's a young kid who I mean I don't think that kid's ever bitched right ever right the whole time he's here and I worked that kid to the ground yep like but he's he's just he just loves what he does man he's super passionate about it so he came in and it changed everything up because now I was able to have have a life and then Joe was able to have a life and then I changed the cooking schedule around so now Dusty will get here around five. And then uh, we'll start seasoning up pork ribs for that day and everything. And then by the time we're done with that, um, we'll get the fire going. And then I'm going to say everything's – briskets Briskets are already on. Everything is nice and cooking by 6.30, 7 o'clock. Very and then cool. everything is off of the pits at the absolute latest, 10 o'clock at night. 10 o'clock at night? At the absolute latest. And then so you got to get here early to get everything ready. Got to get here early to get everything ready. Y'all open generally at 11 a.m. At uh, and so y'all sell out normally what, two? Uh, no. Uh, it depends, man. Um, normally it's like 3. Yeah, normally okay. it's like 3.30. 3.30. Okay. After 3.30 there might be like some chops, some pulled something, pork, something, something like that. Yeah, something. Not much. Not so much to um, get like a full spread. Now there are times, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there are times. I always tell people. I always tell people, you, you always call us. You could always call us. If we don't answer, it's because obviously we're busy. Okay. Um, but if we do answer, we'll be more than happy to tell you what we have left. Yeah. We'll be more than happy to tell you, to give you, time, to, to, to give you a guess of a wait time. And right. we'll be more than happy to tell you if it's worth you driving over yeah. here or not. The last thing we want is anybody driving out here. And then we're Walk fucking away with so. Well, and you talked about that a little bit too. You have the, these kind of house rules that are kind of written on a board right mm-hmm. when you walk in. Right. On your website, it'll give recommendations for you. Mm-hmm. know, If you're coming to wait in line, we're BYOB. You can bring a cooler, bring some chairs, like yeah, hang have, out. Just have fun, man. Have, have fun, fun, man. It's a, yeah, a lot of people are coming yeah. on a Saturday or whatever. Like, chill. Have yeah. a good time. Just chill. Yes. Friends, yeah. just Enjoy yourself. Don't worry about the fact. It's, a, it's an experience. Don't right. worry. Yes. Yes. Don't come in here wanting to know what all the hype is about. Just come over here and enjoy some food. Yeah. You know, just come and have a good time. That's it. So y'all have received obviously a ton of press, local, national, statewide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you've been, you know, I'm looking at a Bon Appetit article that y'all have kind of laminated on the wall. You've been listed in Texas Monthly's top 50 barbecue. You've been called the best barbecue in Texas. Numerous glowing reviews. Like I said earlier, one of the most popular spots in San Antonio. Lines wrapping around. You've only been open since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you account for some? Because you can't just plan on saying, "Oh, we want we want to be one of the most popular places in San Antonio. We want to be one of the most popular places in Texas with a buzz about us." How does that happen exactly? Do you even know? No. Uh, did you advertise like what? No. no. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you know here our focus has always been just to let the food do the talking. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever like. It's nice to have the accolades, but I don't think our goals ever really. No. get the accolades I think we just you know I think the going back to before talking about how you know we always choose quality over quantity and the quality of the product and you know Eastwell puts everything into his menu and you got guys like Dusty and the rest of the team that are just who give a damn about what goes in you know what goes on in the back of house right you know it kind of comes full circle and um, 
yeah. we just we just keep our heads down and work, you know. And so you're not not like huge ego guys, not searching out those accolades. No, it's gotta no, be, it's no, gotta no. feel good. I mean, there, there's there's it people, feels amazing. It feels amazing. Yeah. It feels like, amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like um, seeing yourself in Texas monthly has to be amazing. So it's, it's so so that's what I was gonna say. That that was the only thing I I was after. Yeah, like so I, you want that. I mean, that's a huge. I, I wanted to do that for a while. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You want to be on that yeah. and, list. You know, when you grow up wanting to do this, eventually, I found out, you know, about Texas Monthly, and I was like, oh man, this is this yeah. is really cool. Like, I we were, I would love to be in that. Oh yeah. Right. And um, and uh, took for our first five months in business. That, uh, it, we it, we it, made it. It hit. That's crazy. Man. We made it. Um, so when I say when I talk about timing, that 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 was that all this played a factor. And um, from you the know, we opened from when we opened, how we opened, and then things that happened along the way, right? Um, which was, I mean, which was amazing. We once once we got Texas Monthly, I was like, man, that is so cool. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, you know, just a bunch of other things started rolling in. And do you see? So do you feel like that's a domino effect? Once Texas Monthly has you on their radar and you're on their magazine on their website, do people come in and mention that article specifically? Do they? Um, in the beginning, yeah. Okay. Like uh, when we first came out, um, it, it we we got it gave us about. A good four months, about a good four months of, right. of, yeah. of really good. It was a summer, and then people go back to school like in August, yeah. so yeah. Right. it kind of tapers down like anything else. And it started tapering down again. But it gave us that exposure for that small amount of time, and we just kind of took that and ran with it, and then That's that awesome. helped out. So then, um, but yeah, man, I mean, we never ex- we never came into this expecting expecting to have all this. We just came into this doing what we want to do. I know... And I can speak for Joe when I say this that like we don't I don't want to work for anybody. Yeah, dude. You know, <laughs> I'm the same way. Um, I've still, done it. still, still yeah. to this day. Been long enough. Yeah. Like, um, there's two things I don't want to do, man. I don't want to go back to school, and I don't want to work for nobody. Yeah, I think you're pretty set up to not yeah. have to do either of those. That's, things. What, we're, that's <laughs> what we're hoping for. And, that, and that's the thing, right? Like, we never, we never want to take you know take it for granted either, man. Like, no. You I can't. think, I think whenever like for me, I know I'm pretty sure for you too. Like, whenever the accolades started coming in, it was like. You know, just as a, it's just a reminder that there's always someone out there who's just as hungry as you are, if not more hungry. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's kind of like I tell people, they're like, you know, what's the key? And I'm like, I don't know if there's really a key, but I know every day we wake up starving. Like, you got to wake you up starving. You got you to gotta, you be more than hungry, I feel like, to really get your ass to work and do what needs to get done. Um, because there's someone out there ready to take your starving. spot at any minute, you know. Oh, yeah. And no, that's the thing, man. Absolutely. And, and some people, you know, I wouldn't advise, like, if you get on any kind of list to think that you've made it and it's all good and, you know, good to go from there. I mean, at that, I think that's the point of time when you really got to hone. Stay hungry, dude. Focus, focus on what you're doing, you know. And, 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 and y'all are right in the thick of it right now, man. Y'all yeah. are like three, oh, four dude. years in. Yeah, it's, it's right, right there, the man. Middle, right in the middle Still of it. Still at the beginning. I yes. remember yeah. when we opened that up. That and then barbecue's getting That's changing a lot, man. Crazy, bro. There you go. So you got to stay. Say, I was talking to Chef Sipesine of Cookhouse and Nova. Mm-hmm. And those yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's talking about. You got to be aware of what's happening in the industry and be on the you know be on the forefront of things man. yes absolutely and so that's what he does and it sounds like that's kind of what y'all that, do too that, pay attention. Dope. that dude's doing some dope stuff dude, he's, man. he's super dope man that dude so yeah a couple more questions I know y'all are about to open it <laughs> just five minutes like I see no, people good, standing good, in line good, out good, there good, good, um, so have y'all had any like seminal barbecue experiences of your own maybe throughout the state like places that you've gone that you were like damn that's 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 good we need to be doing stuff like that or just um, anything that you really appreciate yeah man uh, there's a lot of places in Texas that are doing it Amazing. There's uh, there's Mickelweights in in uh, yeah. in Austin. They just I opened mean, up their brick and mortar, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He he just opened up a second location in in Smithville. Yes. Um, super super. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's probably my it's probably my favorite barbecue joint. That's awesome. In Texas. Um, and 
that restaurant is probably my favorite restaurant in Texas Hell too. Yeah, dude. Like, I gotta get out there. It's man. so dope, man. Because so like he wants to do this like grocery store yeah. slash barbecue like thing. A provisions type thing. Yeah, super dope. And then the building itself is really neat, man. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I mean, dude, like you know, Franklin's, Franklin's, obviously, obviously. So um, you've done that. You've done that one. How many times have you been to Franklin's? I've been to Franklin's maybe five times. Okay, maybe cool. five times. Um, cool. Awesome, awesome place. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, man, we're all. We're all kind of riding his coattails. Yeah. Like, dude. I mean, he paved the road. Like, he introduced what barbecue is today. Yeah. Uh, which I think is dope. So, you know, him definitely. Truth in Houston's super good. There's a lot of places, man. Been outside, outside. Of t- oh yeah, yeah, man. Snows, snows. snows is cool. Snows is an experience, man. Snows is that. We we drove out there, yeah. Yeah, but. man. Well, that and then they open up at eight, so you know it's yeah. like really early yeah. in the morning. You get out there early. It's 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 really nice, man. Yeah. And it's a cool experience. Like snows is snows is that building, man. Like it's all like the pits are outdoor. The eating's oh, yeah. like outdoor. You go inside. These these ladies are like cutting up brisket, and it's like it's it's cool, man. The whole vibe of that place is really That's dope. Awesome, you need dude. to get out there. But yeah, man. I mean. There's a lot of, nowadays, there's a lot of amazing barbecue, man. And it's just, there's so many of them coming out. I mean, I don't even... Well, we talked about, sometimes, like, what's happening on the forefront and stuff, and maybe, like, regional stuff. I know, obviously, Texas is known for barbecue. Mm-hmm. Killer stuff all across mm-hmm. the state. Is there, is there any place you said you went to the Carolinas? Any any outside of Texas? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Sam Jones. Um, Sam Jones, uh, Skylight Inn, they're... Uh, they're Known for whole hogs. I mean, they've been in business. They've been, oof, man, decades. Okay. Decades on top Sweet. of decades. Um, and so they have. So I went there. Went to Sam Jones. I got to try whole hog there. Um, it's delicious, man. It was actually really good. That's awesome. The hog by itself is really good, but then he has this like Carolina sauce that you put on it. And oh, it dude. just that sounds awesome. Brings this out. Like, have you ever done a hog? Yeah. Yeah. I've only done a hog. No, here, no. Um, in my life, I've only done two in my life. Um, the first one came out terrible. The second one came out. Let's just call it terrible too. Right. Um, okay. It's a fucking so it's, art, it's man. Art, man. It's an art. Yeah, like what we do is an art. What you do is an art. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what people don't understand. Is that like it's not just throwing meat on on in a pit or over fire and letting it do what it's got to do. You got to know what, about what you're doing. When you're not eating barbecue, what, what else do you like to eat? I'm hardly ever eating barbecue, but um, that's man, and that's a, that's a reoccurring thing with everybody that I talk to. It's like. They're not really eating. Yeah, it's like they don't do as much. No. They eat as much of their food no, as you think they would. Man, no. Like, and it's so funny because people are like, man, you must be eating this all the time. Yeah, it's like, dude, I'm and around I'm like, it constantly. I'm like, like, I gotta. No. Like, I don't. Just maybe like once a day, I would try certain, yeah. certain things. Do a little quality right? control. Yes, quality yeah. control and only certain things at the restaurant. Other than that, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, man. What do I like eating a lot? I like going to boils and salads a lot. Um, like a lot of chicken. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you this, say yeah. I've been wanting to try that place since they opened, man. Dude, um, I'm actually. Uh, I went vegan. I went vegan. Turn the side just for um, health purposes, man. Yeah, dude. really. And um, so, and then that that changed a lot. So now um, veganism is that, is that what it's called? You're veganism. Tired. Yeah. I think now I just kind of eat more of like vegan options than I go. do anything else really. Wow. Um, Which you would not expect from someone who No. Well, I think I think, it's be, like, I think it's because we also eat beef every single day. Man. Every day. Right. Right. Every day. Um, try it out. Try the menu. And so we get our dose of beef here for sure. You know what I mean? I like beef it though, man. I feel like it, it like What's up? The, the line's coming in. I, I gotta oh. get a, I'm going to get a photo of it. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah man. Go for it. How's it going folks? How are you doing? 
so yeah, obviously this line's coming in. We gotta we gotta end this thing pretty quickly. I want a couple more things. Um, so we have a lot of potential entrepreneurs and people who want to open restaurants and have a dream, just like you guys. Is there any piece of advice that you would offer somebody that maybe you wish somebody would have told you something they haven't heard in the podcast? Just a piece of advice that you would give them as they pursue their goals. Yeah, I think um, I think most importantly, it's you know as hard as it is, you don't want to want to remain patient. Patience is really a virtue. I mean, it's it's very important. Um, and also just, you know, just financially, man, just like not jumping at that, that so-called once in a lifetime offer or deal, you know, because, um, you can do it. I mean, it can be done. I think we're prime examples that it can be done on your own. You might have to work a little harder than you wanted to or than you intended to, but, um, but yeah, man, I think, I think just knowing that having that confidence that you can do it on your own and then knowing that, you know what, other people have done it. Oh, yeah. It's it's all about patience, you know, and just, just you know, smart financial uh, spending and stuff like yeah. that. I, I think too many people just jump at the first deal that comes their way and they think it's the best thing. And it's like, man, are you really winning in this deal or is the other guy? I mean, yeah. there's a reason why they got more money than you right now, you know? And, uh, yeah, that, that and then... Um, I guess I guess on the on, on on that side of the business definitely um, for for me I would say I would say take take your time with what you want to make right um, even even if you have to bust out a menu that has three options on it for now you know if those are if those three things are the best things that you can make then that's what you put out okay. like don't put out anything that you don't feel hundred percent about or that may or may not be what it is that you're trying to do you know um, Stick stick to what it is that you want to be and what you want to be known for and what you want to do because a lot of people, a lot of people have a tendency of letting customers dictate what they exactly. want. Well, we gotta have this. Yes. People asked about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You don't. You yes. Don't have to do it. Look, man. People walk out of here every day because we don't have tea. Absolutely. Man. And I'm yeah. still not putting it on <laughs> yeah. the menu. Absolutely, dude. I talk to. And you, I love uh, tea, man. I love and tea. Joe loves tea, dude. I like tea too. You know, it's just, it's just. Right now, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't make sense. For our setup, we can't do it. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. That, um, and I know he still wants to make his own version. You know, he wants to probably brew something crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to just pump out regular tea. Like, I want to make something different. I want to make something good. You want something quality. You want something quality. That you're proud of. Yeah. Not just some Lipton's crap that you're just throwing in the freaking thing so people can have tea. I want people to say this is why they didn't have tea and now yes. this is why they yeah. have tea yes, you know, exactly. exactly. oh I understand there's a process to this yes. and they're like deliberate about the way they do things it's yes just, dude exactly yeah. man I think that's awesome that's so, why you're that's why I'm staring at a huge line right now you know it's why you're successful um, so what's on the horizon for you guys uh, what, maybe a second location in the works or are you just enjoying the ride right now no I don't think a second so, location yeah I don't think uh, maybe a different concept one day okay um, definitely um, but as far as a second location um, no we can confidently say as of right now, yeah, no. Um, but there are there are things working. Um, you know, we we have toyed with the with the uh, with the idea of maybe dinner um, just on Fridays and Saturday nights. That could be dope. Just Fridays and Saturday nights. Uh, we're gonna get another pit, and then um, so then we'll kind of do the same setup we have for lunch, but for dinner, and we'll kind of change it up a little bit. Um, not not menu wise really, but kind of like. Um, you know how much how much we cook and, and and what and what we put out and things like that and we want to see how it goes. Um, but we will say if quality does go down during dinner, we will shut it down. Yeah. We will we will we will shut it down. That's a concern. Yeah. That's always a concern. Um, you know and um, 
we got we got a new pit. We got a new pit coming, um, which is which is really neat. Really nice pit. And then I would say that's that's about it, man. I mean, I'm I'm constantly working on new things. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, eventually we want to have a new concept. But here for for 2M, I do constantly work on different things that I want to put on the menu. Eventually, uh, we have some cool sides coming. We have some cool you know other meat options coming. And once I fine tune that stuff and get it to where I want to. Then, then I'll go ahead and put it out. Um, but yeah, man, that's about it. That sounds awesome. So, um, anything else you want to plug? Any any pro tips or frequently asked questions about the line or way you know yeah. how people can get here? What, what videos? Um, what so, hours, Stuff like that. So. For, for those people that don't know, you know, we're, we're located on the southeast side. We're on WW White Road between Rigsby and South Cross. We're at 2731. There is a line. Every day there's a line. Uh, we don't know how long the line is going to be, and we don't know how long food's going to last. Um, I know a lot of people always ask us that, um, and you guys can always call, and we're more than happy to let y'all know. Um, but just so y'all know, like, we never know what to anticipate you know, and and we don't cap people off on what they can and how much they can and cannot order. So, you know, it's whatever the people order, and if it goes, it goes. You know, so we have that, and then also, of course, we always ask that 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 people remain polite in line. Um, people have been waiting in line for a couple of hours, you know, and due to limited seating. Uh, we don't do table reservations. You got to have your tray first, and then you come sit down. A lot of people don't like that. Oh well. <laughs> nothing um, personal. Nothing yeah. personal. Nothing personal. Nothing personal. Taking care of everybody who's waiting in line, exactly. patiently waiting in line. Right? Exactly. So no. it's like whether you're last in line or you're first in line. In line, you'll get treated the same. There you go. You know, and um, and we just ask, we just ask people to just come and have fun, man. Just come and have fun. Is it going to be hot outside? Yes. Is the wait going to be a little long? Maybe. Um, that, that also depends on are people ready when they go up there yep. do they know what they want yep. how long do they stay up there? like all these things play a factor, all plays a factor. Um, we only have one meat cutter yes I know that that's how it's going to be for now <laughs> um, and you know it's just it's things like that you know just, just come out here and have a good time man like me and Joe we're super laid back guys we love what we do um, we're always here we're always down to chit chat it up with anybody if you guys see us around you can always grab us but, yeah, just come out here just have a good time. Just come enjoy, eat some good food, and enjoy it. If you like it, awesome. If you don't, I'm sorry. I love it. Well, yeah, I appreciate you all having me out here. Dude, yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. man. Super good spot. Thanks for listening to Building Something Out of Nothing. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, you can email me at ed, that's ed6238, at gmail.com. As always, you can visit either one of our locations seven days a week. Our roastery and first location is over at Warehouse 5 at 1333 Buena Vista Street. If you'd like to serve Shotgun House coffee roasters in your restaurant, cafe, or office, shoot us a quick email at orders at shotgunhouseroasters.com or contact me anytime at 254-913-9031. Our intro music is provided by the Delicate Boys from Austin, Texas. You can find this song and their entire album on Spotify. Thanks.